Yo, 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 yo. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We are bike. Thank y'all so much for joining me. This is Real Talk with Rajan where anything... Oh my gosh. And somebody's calling me. What are y'all doing? Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk with Rajan Nothing's Off Limits. You could have been anywhere in the world but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's available on any given week. We can be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. Now for those who are new to Real Talk with Rajan, we also have a goal of shining a light on the great things and the great people that exist right here in the low country. I know we talk about everything that's going on all across the world, everything that's going on in Washington, D.C. today, which I will talk about tonight. But right here in the low country, we have amazing people doing amazing work, and I have to stop the press. Because tonight, I am interviewing one of my best friends, um, one of the best people that I know, um, my voice of reason, the the most connected connector dot connector man that there is, the writer of me, myself, and I, new book, writer of Hidden Gems, Mr. SC Mentors. Give it up for my good friend, Samuel Bellamy. Hey. That was a great intro, man. You see it, right? You see what I do in this. You see what I do in this thing here, man. Uh, that's What's sounded, up, bro? That sounded real official, man. Feeling all celebrity-like and stuff, hey, you know. You are a celebrity, man. You are a celebrity. Please introduce yourself to the audience, bro. That's what's up. Well, uh, Samuel Bellamy, uh, father, husband, brother—you know all that good stuff. Um, uh, mentor, facilitator, collaborator, trainer. I mean, you, you know, we hold so many hats these days. Um, overall, man, I'm just a, I'm just a, a, a you know, a, a, a regular guy trying to make some change in the community. You know, that's, 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 that's what can sum me up in a, in a few words or less. All right. Word, word, word. So let's talk about, let's talk about, you know, let's start. I like to go all the way back and then work our way up because a lot of people probably haven't watched the first episode where you were on. You were one of the first original local celebrity spotlight guests. Long time ago. Long, long long time time ago. ago. When I I was using my phone. You've upgraded quite a bit. Yeah, you've upgraded (laughs) quite a bit. A little bit, man. So please, where are you originally from? Let them know, you know, give give them a little background on you, man. Yeah, so I'm a military brat. Uh, I, I like to say that I'm from everywhere. Um, we moved here. Uh, my father was Air Force. We moved here in 97. Um, went to North Charleston High. Yeah. Uh, shout out Cougars, class of 01. The best class. The best class the Cougars have ever had. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I left a couple times, uh, came back a couple times, left again, came back. Um, then I uh, fed a fell in love, you know, met a girl, fell in love, bought a house, had some kids, you know. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, the typical the typical story. Typical story, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, see, see, she, oh, Miss Miss Deborah, there she go right there. There she's like, no, uh, you're just trying, Sam. Ms. You're Deborah. doing Shout out to Miss Deborah. Miss Deborah called me. herself. Yeah, yeah. Miss Deb, you called me right when my show started. So you know I love you, but I'm going to have to edit some stuff out now because – Anyway, all right. So Sam, so so you so you 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 came you came from another place. You moved here. You went to the greatest high school of all time, North Charleston High School. Yeah. And then and then so where, where did your journey go after high school? Did you immediately fall into your career? Or was it like a, a, a like, and, 
Yeah. God, he, no. He, he, oh, my he, goodness. He hey, listen, when, when I graduated high school, so first of all, I thought I was, um, uh, I thought I had a plan, right? I thought I had it all mapped out. I'd gotten some trouble my senior year, um, kind of derailed some things. Um, so from senior year, probably so from 2001 till about 2005, I probably held about 40 something jobs <laughs> between that period. Um, literally just just hopping from job to job. Like it was it was really bad at one point. Like if you were paying me a penny more, like I was leaving. Like I, I legit remember <laughs> you laughing. I'm serious. I legit remember um, I was working at some little, uh, you know, call center or whatever, because that was a thing. Like, I think I've worked at every call center that ever existed in Charleston. Um, I remember working at, at one call center and I was making um, I was making like it, it might have been like fourteen dollars, fourteen fifty or something like that. And um, I left there uh, to go to Suncom on Daniel Island for fourteen dollars and fifty one cent an hour. <laughs> 51 hour. <laughs> you could just ask them for the one penny raise. Yeah, it was listen, it was it was a it was a dog eat dog world out there, man. Wow. I did not I did not have a plan. Uh well, I had a plan, like I said, the plan got derailed. Um and I was just winging it, man. I was just out here, you know, doing whatever. Um I ended up going to uh Millermont Tech for uh massage school. Did that program for about a year. So for some about for 2005 till probably about 2010, I was a massage therapist. I used to manage Urban Nirvana in Mount Pleasant uh, off of Long Point. Um, so I did that for a while. I thought that was going to be a career for a minute. Um, then I ended up leaving there uh, and got into uh, healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, ended up going to school. Uh, that job actually paid for my college education twice. So. I got a bachelor's and a master's through uh, through that job, and um, yeah, and I'm still there. So, decade later, still still there, still still pushing, uh, still helping us uh, seniors out here in the community through Medicare. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, wild ride. So while so while you're on that journey, like, are, are you are you formulating this master plan? Because I know you, you're a well, very well thought out person. Are you formulating master plan like? This is what's going to get me out of the game. Like, what, what, how, how was that process for you? Yeah. So, no, like, when I tell you I was winging it, like, I was really winging it. And it, it's funny because um, I think everybody, everybody looked at me at that time and they were like, yeah, you know, um, I know you have a plan. And in my mind, I didn't have a plan, but I always was able to kind of finesse the language to make it sound like I had a plan. So mm-hmm. it, it, it looked like I always had my stuff together. Um, but yeah, I was I was winging it, man. I didn't I didn't really have an official plan plan, probably until about maybe 2011, 2012, <laughs> and then wow. I've just been working that plan ever since. But prior to that, anything before 2011, oh my goodness, I was winging it. But here you are now. So 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 how'd you get so how'd you get into the mentor space? Because I know you do a lot of work work of mentorship, and of course I want you to do a little background to let them know how you got there. But yeah. like, how did you get into the mentor space? So it's funny, like I said, I'm working uh, for this healthcare company now. And originally I was working for uh, Medicaid. um, And one of my jobs for Medicaid was to help individuals overcome the barriers that they had to their healthcare. 
Okay. Um, so I was working with uh, community organizations and things of that nature to connect them with resources to help them pay their light bills, water bills, you know, fix housing things. Um, and one of the barriers that always came up was uh, young mothers and young, um, you know, young families. They always needed something to do with their kids. Like they were always stressed about, you know, after school care or programs and stuff that they can get their kids involved. So I started researching organizations that I can refer to the clients that I was working for on, on the Medicaid side. Um, and what I found out is that there were a lot of organizations out there. Uh, they just weren't very organized. Like I didn't trust a lot of them. Um, they were very, you know, scattered. So uh, it became frustrating. So eventually what I decided to do was say, okay, since an organization uh, doesn't seem to exist, I'm going to start volunteering for organizations. Yeah. Now at this point I'd already been, uh, volunteering for various organizations um, for a while. So I, I gained a little knowledge and, and know-how. Um, so what I did is I just started volunteering for organizations, you know, doing anything that I could to help them, you know, build their capacity, build their structure, uh, help them firm up programming. Anything that they would allow me to do, I was doing that. You know, I've always had a knack of putting things together and, and uh, like you said in, those, in that intro, connecting dots. Like it's yeah. always been something that came second nature to me. So that's kind of how I got started. And um, just just volunteering with those organizations, um, you know, I, I came across a lot of mentoring organizations that needed help. Um, so that that just became my niche, um, and I really just started double downing, you know, double down, doubling down. I'm sorry, um, on that particular area, mm-hmm. uh, and it all started because I was just trying to help, you know, help do my my nine to five better. Yeah, <laughs> helping, yeah. helping those individuals, and now I still do that same thing. Um, but I'm now doing it for the Medicare side. Um, so you'll be surprised that the same issues that I was dealing with with the individuals on Medicaid, I deal with it on the Medicare side because now those same young people that I was helping with their kids on Medicaid, I'm now helping their parents. Wow. Because now they're sending their parents to the, I mean, they're sending their kids to the grandparents. Hmm. So I'm still connecting those grandparents to resources in the community that can help them uh, navigate their health situation in a better way. Um, and a lot of it still stems with the the grandkids that they work that they have uh, staying with them. So uh, still keeping me connected. So I still do that as a nine to five, and and that was my intro um, into the mentoring space. Yeah. So so can you talk a little about the work that you've been doing surrounding um, with the mentor with between the resource connecting and even your development um, and capacity building efforts with um, local mentoring organizations and amongst the state. Yeah. So um, you know. In the, in the process of trying to learn how to be a better advocate for uh, these mentoring organizations, uh, I, I went on a journey myself. I started, you know, going to, I went to school. So I ended up getting my master's in public administration with a, with a minor in nonprofit management. Um, I started uh, taking courses. I started doing trainings. I started uh, connecting myself with, with other people who were, who were doing this longer. Um, just learning, learning how to put together organizations, learning, uh, learning how to, you know, how to organize a board, how to train a board, what mentors should do, what they shouldn't do. Um, and all of those things kind of led me to being connected with Mentor, the National Partnership, which is a, uh, they are a national organization dedicated to closing the mentoring gap across the country. Um, so I ended up linking with them um, and they, uh, they have this thing, right? They have this thing where um, each state, they're trying to get like a local representative for that state to kind of represent them on a local level. So 
Um, that's kind of where SE Mentor started from. Uh, we are vying to become an affiliate of Mentor um, to be the, the the local connector to those national resources. So um, I ended up connecting with them, and uh, you know it's been a it's been a long ride, a long journey. Um, I'm a uh, a consultant with them now, a technical assistance provider. So what that essentially means is that um, any organization. Uh, whether you are a, a school in-school program or a community-based program or whatever it is, um, if there are resources that you need to help build the capacity of your mentoring program, um, I am a person who can assist you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially here in South Carolina, uh, any organization that that exists for youth, um, you know, you actually qualify for some free technical assistance um, through Mentor or through the National Mentoring Resource Center. Um, so that's something that I'm I'm proud to be a part of. Um, and it really just speaks to, you know, the 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 level of of, of professionalism that exists. Yeah. Um, in mentoring, I know some people think it's kind of like the wild wild west, um, and in some cases it really is. But there actually are there there are a lot of um, evidence based practices. There's a lot of research. There's a lot of um, there there are a lot of no know how guides, if you will, that can show you how to have greater impact. Um, and show you how to how to reach your outcomes a lot better, um, especially when you're dealing with funding or anything like that. You actually want to make sure that you're, you know, you're doing things the right way, so that what you say you're going to do, you actually have a lot of processes and procedures that will help you get there. And Mentor is one of those organizations that connects you with those resources to help you do that better. Thank you, and thank you for saying that. So, and I was actually going to get to the NMRC thing, um, but I'm glad that you actually got there before I did. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, you know, the the aspect of like mentorship being the wild wild west. But I want to open it up to even like the nonprofit sector in the Charleston area in general. Mm-hmm. I know you you do a lot of work with a lot of organizations. What would you say is one of like the the um the biggest shortcomings that we when we talk about grassroots nonprofit organizations? What are the largest um shortcomings that you see when we talk when we look at those types of organizations? Um. I mean, if I just had to to pick one, I would say the biggest shortcoming is everyone thinks that they need their own. Um, I I'm of the mindset that if there is somebody else that's already doing it, um, try to connect with them to see how you can assist them in doing it. Um, so I, I think that's probably one of the biggest shortfalls. Like everybody feels like they have to have their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think people underestimate what it is to run a ment- uh, run a nonprofit in general, um, but mentoring organizations specifically, um, it's hard work. Um, and it's even harder when you have to do it by yourself. So I think that's that's one of the, the pitfalls um, to this particular area, because it really just takes you filling out an application to get a nonprofit. Like yeah. they don't require you to have, you know, any type of prior knowledge or education or anything like that. Um, you really just have to fill out an application and, and then have patience. And um, so it's really like anybody can get a nonprofit. So um, that is the biggest downfall that I see, that everybody everybody believes that they can do it um, and everybody wants to do it by themselves. Okay. And what is the biggest mistake that people make in the mentor space? Um, yeah. So I would still say everybody tries to, to do it on their own. Um, so I, I have a lot of pet peeves when it comes to the, to the mentoring space. <laughs> I, I, I do apologize for that, um, but but I, I do stand by that. And I am, uh, uh, I guess I should say I'm not apologetic because of that, because I really mean it. But um, I'll say one, one A, B, and C. 
one one a is that people start mentoring organizations and they probably don't need to um, because there are organizations that already exist um, that includes people starting the same type of organization yeah um, for example if there is already an organization that's working with the leadership of um, young people in schools uh, chances are, unless you're working with a different school or a different group of schools, we probably don't need another organization that's serving kids in that way. Yeah. Um, there are other types of mentoring organizations that you could start. Um, 1B would be uh, people who have no respect for the profession of mentoring. Yeah. Um, I'm saying profession because uh, you don't need to be a professional to mentor. All you really have to do is care about young people and, and want to be invested in their lives. But once you fill out that paperwork to be a 50133 and you're uh, soliciting funds yeah. um, to run an organization, you have then become a professional in, in, in my eyes, um, which means you're, you're supposed to be held to a certain standard um, and you're definitely supposed to be governed uh, to the public and responsible for those public funds. So you have people out there that that just start organizations on the whim and solicit funds, and they, you know, they're they're not the best stewards with those with those funds. Um, so that that's one B. One C would be that uh, individuals start mentoring organizations for the wrong reasons, mm. um, and what I mean by that is some people start. Uh, mentoring organizations or nonprofits in general because it helps their their bottom line and their taxes. Mm. Some people start mentoring organizations or nonprofits because they are trying to launch a speaking career. So it's it sounds good to say, hey, I'm a motivational speaker who also, you know, has a nonprofit. Yeah. Um, then there are, there are other people who who start mentoring organizations because they they see a need, but uh, they don't take the time to prepare on how to meet that need. Um, so they're just they're just going out there with all passion and and not enough uh, know-how, if you will. So those would be the top three, uh, <laughs> three number one things um, about the the nonprofit space and mentoring in particular that that kind of um, uh, is is problematic, if you will. All right, thank you for that. that's that's dope. Um, that you shared that. And I think all of those are very excellent points. Um, again, Sam is just for those who are tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. We are interviewing Mr. Samuel Bellamy, who's an author, entrepreneur, resource connector, and probably the person who I call the most on my phone. Um, <laughs> except for Toya. I call Toya the most. Right, right, right. Sam. But Toya. yo, I probably text you more than I text Toya, though. Probably. I probably do. Probably. All right. But so, so we talked about the things that, that, that you think that people that should be improved upon. What are the things that really excite you about what's going on in the mentor space right now? Gosh, you know, uh, I think the fact that people are, um, I think people around the state are really being energized around the mentoring space. Um, and this is even before COVID and before the, the CARES Act and all these things, I, I really felt like there was a groundswell of individuals that are um, seeing the outcomes that mentoring can have, uh, seeing the impact that, that uh, you know, dedicated uh, adults and um, you know solid programming uh, can do seeing seeing what they can do for young people. I think that really excites people. Um, and in a time and period where young people need more guidance, they have access to more resources, but they also need more guidance in 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 utilizing those resources. Um, I think mentoring is a great fit. 
So there's a lot of excitement around it. And I think uh, helping people who are excited about helping young people uh, is the most exciting thing for me um, because I'm able to you know, answer questions, impart wisdom, share uh, past and present experiences and connect them with other people. Um, you'll be surprised at how many um, how many connections we have to other individuals through through mentoring, um, and, and that part's really exciting. Yeah, that is that is really exciting for sure, for sure. Um, so let's talk about so you've you've already shown just in our sh short period of time talking um, to the audience, you know your your vast knowledge of mentorship. Now you have this thing that you do called Rent a Sam, like rent. <laughs> so I want you to talk yeah. about that on your website. I put the the um, let me put that back up. I actually put your website. So if you have, you know, some information, if, if you want to find out more about this guy or purchase his books, which we're going to talk about, please go to that website. Yeah. On the bottom. You can see it. Um, but can you talk about the rent of Sam? <laughs> so it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a new thing that, that I'm starting. I'm still developing it. But essentially what it what it comes down to is when when individuals reach out to you for help because you you are knowledgeable in a specific area. Um, sometimes the help goes beyond a simple uh, Facebook message or text message question. Um, and for those conversations, um, I have the Rent My Brain um, uh, feature that will be on my website soon. And it's basically an opportunity for you to schedule time with me where I can sit down and, um, you know, really talk with you and, and, and really figure out what it is that, that you have going on and either provide resources myself or direct you to other areas uh, that can help you a little bit better than I can. So um, that will, it's, it's not fully developed yet, but it will be, it will be a period of time where, where you'll be able to do that. And um, I'm really excited about it because like I said, you know, whether I see people in passing or whether people, you know, send me messages online, um, a lot of times the questions are really, really detailed. Um, and they want really, really specific information, but this will be an opportunity for me to walk you step-by-step step through whether it's building a program or improving a program that you already have. Um, this will be my way that I can do that uh, in the most effective manner possible. And can you speak to that? And I wanna ask this question, and if you don't wanna answer the question, perfectly fine. But yeah. can you speak to why you found it important to be able to place a dollar value on that service? Well, um, the first answer and the short answer will be because my wife said so. Shout out to Tasha. <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the first answer because I'm the type of individual where if you ask me the right question at the right time, I will talk your head off with anything mentoring. You catch me in the grocery store and you walking with me and I'm walking with you, man, I'll build your whole program in the middle of the grocery aisle. Like it's, it's that bad. Um, but as as my children get older, um, I'm, I'm realizing more and more the importance of being with them um, and making sure that they have my undivided attention. So this is a way for me to, one, uh, weed out the people who are serious about their follow through, um, because it's one thing for you to ask a question, you know, in passing or to shoot me a message online. Um, it's another to say, hey, I value the information that you have. I value your time. I value your input and I respect your family not to pull you away for nonsense. Yeah. So I'm willing to pay for this time. Um, and then that gives me, that that lets me know that you're serious so that I can then devote all of my time and resources in that specific period of time to be able to give you the best, the best answer, the best response um, possible. So uh, again, one, one part my wife saying, stop giving away your time for free. 
Um, the other is making sure that I can I can really devote that time and energy to um, to getting getting you solutions. Yeah. And, and, and I think it also speaks to the fact that, you know, like you were saying earlier, you're a professional. Like you wouldn't ask a doctor to like operate on you and be like, sorry, I, you know. Right. Yeah. I know, absolutely. You walk, I, know you, I know you walking through the store right now, but could you just like operate <laughs> on me real quick? Like, nah, like, like, I got this thing on my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's right here. You just pull out the scalpel right now. But I, I love, but I love that, and you know, I I, I will say, you know, um, I, I I'm so glad to know, you know, I've been a beneficial, I I benefited from, you know, your 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 genius, especially in terms of of mentorship and uh, capacity building, um, in so many different um, facets. I can definitely tell anybody that it's worth it's worth whatever it would cost. Like I don't think you can charge too much for that at all. So make sure you check out the website, um, samuelbellamyjr.com. Um, to rent a Sam, to rent a Sam. I can tell you it's worth it. I always tell people, and I have to tell the story. When I first started um, with um, the Distinguished Gentlemen's Club, the first call I made was to you. And I, I didn't even know what you did. I just knew that you, I don't know if they ever tell you like the reason I called you. No, I don't think I ever got that. So the reason I called you was because you showed up at my 30th birthday party. Ah, I remember that. And I was that. like, he showed up at my 30th birthday party and that is so cool that he showed up. I was like, I wonder if he's doing anything. He might want to mentor with me. I had no idea that you were Sam. Right. That's so like when crazy. I say you are Sam, I mean like what Sam actually is. And to those who don't understand what a Sam is, if you had you a Sam, you'd understand. But right. like, but it's that, a wave. <laughs> exactly. When you said the, the, the song, the, the dope song you skipped. It's, it's the dope song on the record that you skipped. Yeah, that's so exactly if, it. If you had one of those, you'd understand. So I reached out to Sam. We went to high school together. We played ball together once in a while. And I had my 30th birthday party, and Sam showed up with Tasha. And, like, it meant so much to me that you came. And I was like, wow. Like, I wonder if, if he's doing anything and he'd like to mentor. <laughs> now, mind you, that was, like, three years later. But right. you were the first person that came in my mind. So I called you, and you were like, we'll see. <laughs> such a sam that's, answer sounds like a sam answer it's a sam answer <laughs> like we'll see and, and from that time like i i really again have benefited like everything that i've been able to do in mentorship everything that i've been able to any change i've been able to make any um impact that i've been able to have has been largely influenced and impacted by your work man so i would i would advocate I anybody that. who's out there to rent a sam if you can if you can advocate for get get you a sam and if not, just rent Sam, and then you can you can pay the the, the, the right. or, amount or a fraction of the cost. Or a fraction of the cost, or go to NMRC and do it. We'll do that all right, anyway. All right, yeah, so absolutely, we have a question from the audience. <laughs> okay, hey Dr. Glee, I see you. Um, from Miss Denise Tobert, thank you so much for watching, Miss Denise. Uh, she says, "How can we get more black men to mentor?" Huh. So, uh, my my first. I guess response to that would be what makes you think black men aren't mentoring? Mm. Uh, that's the first response. Um, because what I see is that there are, there are lots of black men out here mentoring. Um, there are lots of black men involved. Um, what you don't see traditionally is black men in large numbers uh, involved in organized mentoring. So, and what I mean by organized mentoring is, is maybe you, you might not see it with a, a big brother, big sister type program or um, even a low country youth services type program. But you do see them um, in AAU or you do see them on the football field or you do see them wrestling and, and all those other places. Um, all of those places are, are where mentoring can happen. Um, so when we say, you know, how do we get black men to mentor? 
Um, my my response is there there are a lot of black men mentoring. Um, it just depends on where you're looking for them. Um, now for a, I guess a, a an answer that's more acceptable to to Miss Denise <laughs> would be um, you have to engage them. Um, what I find is that you have a lot of black men out here that are juggling uh, juggling a lot of a lot of responsibilities. So whether it's work, whether it's their own family. Um, whether it's you know their own um, you know legacy building uh, things and uh, you know a lot of men they're doing a lot of things. So as far as getting them more involved into the organized mentoring space, it's really about uh, one creating a program that works around that man's schedule. And what I mean by that is all mentoring doesn't have to happen uh, at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, all mentoring doesn't have to happen at five o'clock in the afternoon. All mentoring doesn't have, have to happen on the weekends. Um, so you have to engage uh, those men in the periods of time where they're they're free. And this is where the different types of mentoring organizations come in at. Um, if every mentoring organization that, that exists is only available on Saturday from nine to 12, chances are you're going to miss a lot of men because those men might not be available from nine to 12. Um, so it's about tailoring what it is that you're offering as a program and matching it to the availability of the men that that are out there, um, because there are a lot of mentors. Uh, there, I'm sorry, there are a lot of men out there who want to be involved, um, but the, the the schedules just don't match up. So this is where you, you know, say to yourself, me as a program director, how do I get more men? Well, if the men aren't available at nine o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Well, maybe I need to change my programming to where we're now meeting five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, I may have to uh, tailor my programming to where we're, you know, we're meeting on Tuesdays or meeting on Thursdays. Um, this is where it just takes communication. You got to find out when those men are available um, and then what kind of time they have. Because, again, a lot of these men out here, contrary to popular belief, a lot of these men are out here doing great things. They are, they are doing their own individual things to improve the community as they see fit and as they can. Um, and a lot of them don't know that other opportunities exist. So you have to introduce that opportunity to them um, and then be flexible with it. And, you know, if you if you can't reach this man, another man might be available. So don't stop there. Um, you know, talk talk to every man you see. I love that. I love that. She said, right. Got it. Thanks. Right. Got awesome. It. Thanks. I, I hope Thanks. I answered that. You did. You definitely did. And Ms. Denise actually is going to be on the show next week. I think next week, Wednesday. Yeah, I think she's on next week. So Awesome. That's dope. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, and so the book. So you are not, a, not in addition to being a father, you know, dope, dope, dope person, uh, entrepreneur. We haven't even talked about your entrepreneurship yet. Right. Um, resource connector. You also have written a series of books. So let's, I'm going to walk through it because we talked about Hidden Gems the first time you came on, but can you talk a little bit more about what Hidden Gems was before we get to the other book? Yeah, Hidden Gems was actually, it, it started out just being a personal project for my family. Like I wanted something to, I wanted to create something where my, my kids would always be able to see um, us, right? Uh, my family. Um, I wanted to create something where when we were long gone, they still had the ability to hear the words of their father. Um, or they would be able to share those words, um, you know, with their children. Uh, so we created the book, uh, me and my wife, we created this book basically to be uh, an activity type book that shares 
uh, witty anecdotes that we share with them often. So it's, um, you know, things like, you know, your word and your reputation mean something, right? Uh, little things like that. We wanted to put it in the book because what I realized just from being in school is that um, it doesn't matter how old the book is, if it has that ISBN number, they can they can print a copy of the book. <laughs> so I'm like, well, what better way to like mortalize the words of of us and our family than to put it in the book? Um, I also love the fact that you know, as you can see on the cover, you know that that's my family. Like, I, you know, we found a, a very talented artist um, out of New York to basically turn us into cartoon people. Um, so even even as my my children walk past the book and they've seen it thousands of times, but they're they're always amazed, you know, that that's them, right? So they they see themselves, um, and they know that it's them, and they're they're proud that it's them, and they know that that's us as parents, and they know what we're saying. So. You know, maybe when we're long gone and, and they're telling their their children about who their grandparents were, um, you know, they'll, they'll refer to this book and say, man, you know, this this was them. And these were the things that they tried to teach us. And these are the things that we're trying to teach you. So that was the original purpose of that book. Um, somebody else caught wind of it and they were just like, hey, how can I buy this? Um, so we just made it for sale. Like it wasn't even, you know, not a lot of thought went into you know the 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 selling and the production of the book in that way mm. um it's just one of those things that we did on the whim that and it's, it's a really dope book my my daughter i remember when we got ours at home and my daughter was like daddy we got to do a page every day so we so we, we literally did a page every day and like yeah. it was a great opportunity um to, to to build and grow and just spend that family time together so thank That's you right awesome. so let's talk about your second book icebreakers we're going to pull that one up what is Icebreakers? Yeah, so Icebreakers is a is a, a ebook. Um, this is a period of time when I was doing I was doing a lot of mentor training um, and going to a lot of trainings. And um, you know, <laughs> what I realized is that most of these trainings they sucked. <laughs> most of the trainings were not good. Like the the facilitators were just they were just all about giving you the information and going home. Mm -hmm. um, so Icebreakers is actually. Uh, a book about icebreakers, like when you're with the group, when you're with kids, um, how to break the ice with them um, so that you can give them information. Because one thing I know about kids is that they don't learn from people they don't like. So first and foremost, let me get you on my side. Like, let me have some fun with you. Let me know that uh, even though your, your teacher or your parents or whoever dragged you to this thing that you didn't want to come to, now that you're here and now that I have your attention, let me show you why I'm different, mm. right? Let me show you why I'm invested in you. So Icebreakers is all about breaking that ice with young people in small group settings and in large group settings. Um, and consequently, it works well for adults as well. Mm -hmm. um, there, I've done several trainings where I've pulled out some of these icebreakers and um, man, the adults go just as crazy for them as, as the kids do. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a great book. If you're if you're any type of trainer or facilitator and you're looking for something to to change the atmosphere other than the, you know, raise your hand if you're from South Carolina or, you know, draw this stick and tell me one thing about you or, or like the Skittle game or something like that. Answer yeah. answer two questions about you with the red Skittles, you know, that yeah. type of thing. So if you're looking for something different and something unique, something fun, something fresh, um, Icebreakers is where it's at. Yeah. Um, also, in that book, there is a list of conversation starters for teens. 
Um, I often hear, uh, you know, that uh, they can't get their teens to talk or they, they, they don't understand how to, um, you know, open communication with their young people that they're working with. So there's a series of questions in there. I think there's about 30 or so questions that um, I've used in the past that are great ways to, to introduce conversations, uh, difficult conversations to young people. Um, and that's what Icebreakers is about. So if you are you any type of facilitator, trainer or anything like that, um, I, I highly recommend getting that book. Um, I wish I would have came out with a virtual icebreakers. If I would have known COVID was going to happen, Bam. Um, I would have came yeah. out with something for the virtual, <laughs> the virtual not meeting. Too late. Not too late. Not too late. Right. Yeah. Right. Because IP you know. don't take, don't steal his idea. If I see somebody <laughs> come with a virtual icebreakers book next week, I promise you. I'm right. Right. So yeah, if I was if I was thinking, I would have I would have done that. But that's what icebreakers is about. For sure. And I, I can even say like attest to the fact that like I've, I, I remember I did a, a, a speaking engagement at a um, at a Dorchester District 2 um, teacher um, opening last year. And I, I pulled out a couple of the icebreakers and they went off, man. Like we did yeah. uh, the dancing one. We did the dancing one and we did yeah, the, uh, the paper, paper, rock, scissors. Yeah. And like it went in. So trust me, it works. I've tested it. I, I, I'm not the type of person to just tell people, Absolutely. you know, things without, you know, first, you know, testing it for myself. So for sure, for sure. So finally, the latest book, just meme myself and I. Yeah. The latest, the latest and greatest, right? You're this is, um, this is, this is my latest project that I'm really proud of. Um, and again, I have to, I have to shout out two people. Um, one, uh, my wife again, who was like on me constantly about creating something uh, like this. And I was just like, nah, it's not even, it's not that serious. It's just, you know, just a little something, so on and so forth. Um, and also a young lady named Crystal Rouse, um, you know, she, uh, she inboxed me not too long ago and was just like, hey, so are you working on it? I was like, yeah, I'm working on it, you know, kind of like brushing it off or whatnot. And between her and my wife, um, those were those were the two voices in my ear just saying, hey, you need to go ahead and do this. So uh, I finally told my wife, I said, hey, I'm, I'm finally listening. Like, I'm going to go ahead and work on this. So um, this is a project that I guess is, is about four years in the making now. Um, four years ago, what I what I did is. If you were here at the beginning of the conversation, we talked about how before 2011, my life was just like all over the place. Um, so once I got myself together <laughs> and, and got myself a plan, um, part of that plan included personal development. And I, I wanted to become a better version of myself. Um, so what I started doing is, is leaving positive messages for myself um, on Facebook. And I used the hashtag, let's work. And I use the hashtag let's work because um, becoming a better version of yourself is hard work. And I don't think people understand how, how difficult it is to tackle your own demons, um, how it is to get over your own fear. Um, all of those things, um, it, it leads up, you know, leads to the work. So I uh, use the hashtag let's work. And it was really just so that the following year I can see these days and I can remind myself about things that I've overcome uh, from the year previous. Yeah. Um, what ended up happening is, you know, so many, so many messages resonated with other people that I just kept doing it. So it started out with let's work. Uh, then it went with let's work harder. Uh, then let's work intentionally. Um, and now it, it's let's work strategically. Yeah. 
And uh, every year, you know, it's kind of a, you know, I just add, just change the last word. It's really the word that I'm using to motivate myself for the year. Um, and that's how I came up with the book. Um, it's just a compilation of, of some of those memes that I used um, and the words of wisdom that I either told myself or that I received from other elders and um, other individuals uh, that kind of helped me along my journey. So the book is set up just like that. It's, it, it's a message about how to overcome uh, a specific mindset. Uh, and then it's followed by a quick meme. So it's like, I'm saying all of this, but the short version is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, that's how it started. And I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of this one. Um, like I said, because it was it's probably the first project that I've actually done where uh, I didn't know if it was going to be a success. You know, it's one thing for people you love and people that know you to say, hey, you can do this, so on and so forth. But um, it's another to have individuals that you don't know um, as intimately uh, put so much faith and support in anything that you do. And, and that's what I saw with this project where, you know, I literally sold out of the book, you know, the first time around and um, had to had to reorder, um, which was something that I was really surprised of because it wasn't a small order. Like the first order that I placed wasn't small. <laughs> so the fact that it sold out so quickly, I was like I was blown at the level of support and, and just the community that I've built um, to the point where anytime that I miss posting a morning message, like I'll get messages, people asking me if I'm okay yeah. or, you know, where, where am I at? <laughs> and, and that's when I really realized like, oh, you know, I, I have something here. And um, now I, I find it to be my duty to keep that up. Um, whether it's for myself, it's for, for other people. Um, it's really about being a better version of yourself. And, and that's really what this book is about. Yes. So I'll tell you that the way I read it, because I know the way you say you did it, but the way <laughs> I read it, is I always read the meme first. Ah. Then, I, then I read the message and then I re read the meme again. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a it's like a, a recap for me. So yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. So and, and, and like I said, and I don't know when you guys order, when you go to you know Samuel Jr.com and order yours. You know, um, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I read them. I, I keep them like in my bathroom and I read one a day. And it's like my my thing for the day. And I also, I because I'm a friend of Sam, I'm an FOS. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a friend of Sam, you know, I'm, I, I, the post that you talk about, you know, the, the let's work posts, like I, those are my, those are part of my morning motivation, like every single day. Yeah. So when you, if you go to my timeline, every single day you see I have jewels. And my first one is always from Sam because like the dude's just a, like a wealth of wisdom in one person. And and he's one definitely one of the people that I think is one of the most underrated people in the, our state, if not the country. Seriously, and wow, it's like 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 it it you you can't say too many good things about Sam. And I've said a bunch of good things about Sam. So uh, I appreciate um, you. Hey, you already know, man. So so check is in the mail. Hey, you know you already know what it is. Uh, you know the address. Um, where does this all lead long term? What what where does this all this stuff that is yeah. becoming Bellamy like? Where does this lead long term? So the the long and short of it for for me is uh, freedom, right? Um, whether it's financial freedom or just the freedom of time, uh, one thing that me and my wife are very very uh, cognizant of is the ability to control our time. Um, so one day, whether I'm writing books or whether I'm training or whether I'm helping individuals put together mentoring programs, um, my goal is to have control of my time. Like uh, COVID has, has really opened my eyes to, um, to that fact 
that it, it's it's very very important to have some control of your time. Um, I couldn't imagine uh, what it would be like with my children needing my help, you know, during the day navigating, you know, this virtual school situation, and me telling them that I can't help you yeah. because I have to go to work, or I can't help you because I have all of these other things to do. Yeah. Um, so my ultimate goal is is freedom and, and the ability to control my time. And again, like I said, whether whether that's uh, you know, me gaining more financial resources or just me being in and being able to control my time in terms of, you know, if, if I have less debts, you know, I don't, I don't need to work as hard. <laughs> so, you know, uh, all of those things are very, very important to me. And, and that's where, that's where I hope all of this leads. Um, and my path to get there right now, again, is, is through these, through these books, through these trainings, uh, but more importantly, through helping other individuals uh, realize the impact that they, they can have through quality mentor programs. Um, so that's my main focus, um, whether I'm doing it for myself, whether you're renting my brain or whether I'm doing, uh, you know, TA work for for other organizations or whether I'm just, you know, uh, consulting, you know, school districts, whatever it is. Um, my, my ultimate passion and ultimate goal is to be able to control my time, is to be able to say, no, I can't do this right now because my son wants to play remote control cars. Or no, I can't go with you right now because me and my daughter have an ice cream date. Like that to me is like the ultimate goal of anything yeah. is, is to be able to to say that um, and I'll do it on my own terms. So that's that's what I hope to accomplish. I love that. I love that. Once again, that's that's just that's just Sam, man. This is, this is literally just Sam. And the crazy thing is, like, this is sort of a conversation that we'd probably have, even if the camera wasn't going on. So thank this this is just real talk. Dope. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> appreciate it. Um, any anything we didn't cover that you want to make sure we go over? Um, so I only have one thing, uh, one one piece of news. And I see Jay in the comments. Um, Jay, I would love to help you write your book. Uh reach out to me. Uh, you know, you know how to get in, in contact with me. Um I would love to help you out with that. Uh, the one thing that I do want to share with everybody that I have not shared, um, I did receive a piece of news um, that I'm going to, you know, unveil to you guys. No one else has seen this yet. So you guys are like the first ones to see it, right? Um, I, did, I don't know if you can see this. I did receive a proclamation from Mayor Tecklenburg um, establishing January as National Mentoring Month. Uh, they recognized the work that we were doing with SC Mentors to connect uh, resources to everyday communities. Uh, the claps. Um, so yes, uh, that that's the that's the newest piece of news. Uh, I'm really excited about that, and um, I can't wait to uh, do more. And um, I think if, if there's anybody out there that that wants to connect with me, uh, whether it's to help you build a program from scratch or help you increase the capacity of a program that you already have, um, I'll be more than happy to assist um, any way possible that I can. Um, if you go to samuelbellamyjr.com <laughs> and go to Rent My Brain, I will even show y'all because I don't want Tasha killing me saying, hey, Rajan. We don't want Tasha Sam. killing us. <laughs> you had Sam on your <laughs> and you didn't even advertise. All right, you hold don't, on. You don't want those problems. You don't want those problems. So it's right yeah. here. All you go to is rent my brain. 
All right. And then you'll be able to, to, to find what like right there, one-on-one coaching, business development. Right. right? Yep. So just right shoot, just shoot me a yeah, just shoot me an email, uh, contact me through there. Or if we're uh if we're Facebook friends or whatnot, or if you're Facebook friends with Rajan, however you can get in contact with me, just you know, reach out. I, I promise you that I'm a friendly person. Um, but if you contact me about mentoring stuff, just know that uh, I'm I'm no nonsense when it comes to that. Um, I mean it. I mean it with the bottom of my heart. I mean it. I, you know, I'm I'm so sincere with it. Um, I believe that uh, young people are the best thing in the world. They they come to us uh, loaded with potential. And and, and my job as a as a uh, person who helps create programs and a person who helps train mentors is I'm trying to make sure that adults don't rob these children of their potential. Right. Like that's, that's the goal. So whatever we need to do to, to make that happen, that that's my goal. So if you, if you, if you reach out to me <laughs> about some mentoring stuff and, and you don't have your stuff together, or if you're not ready to hear the truth, or if you just want me to, to, to go along to get along, like I'm, I'm not that person. So you're gonna have to contact somebody else for that because I am I'm a fierce protector of young people. Um, I believe in their potential, uh, regardless of your your race, color, creed, whatever it is. Um, I, I believe in young people, and I, I want adults to believe in young people. And if you desire to work with young people, I need you to come correct with it, because a lot of times these young people they've already been let down. Yeah, and nine times out of ten they don't have too many chances that you know they're not cats they don't have nine lives uh they are they're already coming dealing with a lot of stuff just with this COVID situation you see what yeah. these young people are dealing with they don't have time to follow up with flaky adults or adults who are tr trying to do this for the wrong reasons yeah so if you're that individual don't don't reach out to me because i'm i'm not that person uh, or I'm, me yeah we're not gonna hold hands on that and we're not gonna mince words um when it when it comes to that so if you are truly, truly passionate about the, the, the outcomes of young people, reach out to me. I, I would love to help you. And it, it, you don't have to have a 501c3. I don't care if you're, the, if you're the candy lady in the neighborhood. Let me help you. Like, let me help you figure out how to get more resources so you can serve more people in the neighborhood. Um, that's, that's really the goal. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Samuel Bellamy, dog. I'm telling y'all, this guy here is aces, man. Like... Aces, aces, aces. Uh, like I said, I could not say too many good things about this guy and not and like consider it being being a lie or in even or anything because you just dope dope people. And when you have dope dope people, you try to make sure that they know how dope you think they are. Um, how can they that. find you, Sam? Uh, so again, SamuelBellamyJr.com, or you can reach out to me on on Facebook, Samuel Bellamy, um, IG Samuel Bellamy Jr. Uh, SC Mentors. Um, those are those are all the places you can connect with me through Rajan, through my wife Latasha, who's who's watching. She's awesome. Shout out to Latasha. Amazing. Shout out to Latasha. She's right there. Um, True. Yes, that's her. <laughs> that's her. That's her. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. You already know what time it is. I appreciate you. Already you. know. And I want to thank everybody for watching. Listen, listen. Twenty twenty one is underway. I'm excited about this year. I'm excited what we're going to be able to do this year. I'm actually kicking off this week with three episodes. So Monday I had um, with Joy Campbell. Um, I served with Joy.
tonight I have Mr. Samuel Bellamy of SE Mentors and everything else that he does. And on Friday, I have Ms. Rachel Sims Webb, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal singer. I found this lady on, on Clubhouse. She was singing and she was auditioning for the role of Gina on the play Dream Girls. And she blew it out the water and she got the role. So I cannot wait for Friday to talk to her. Please tune in. It's going to be a special time. We'll be on at 4 o'clock on Friday instead of the normal time. And I have a special surprise guest host. My daughter Isis is going to be guest hosting with me. So be interviewing Miss Rachel Sims Webb. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shined on, please reach out to me on my website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. I would love to bring you on. There's nobody too big, nobody too small. Please, if you're doing something, I want to shine a light and amplify your voice and your message and your work. This and all my shows, in addition to the Car Carnival series, is now available via listening pleasure via Apple, Google, Spotify, and any place you can find podcasts. You can also find it on our website. That's www.realtalkwithrajan. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live, because sometimes it is unscheduled, please be sure to click the follow or subscribe tab on the page and ring the bell so you'll get notifications when something new is posted to the page. In the meantime, please follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening with Real Talk with Rajan. Anywhere you go, type in Real Talk Rajan, I will pop up. If not, I will never be there. I can promise you that. Feel free to leave comments, questions, or whatever else you'd like to say in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even when it's negative. I would also appreciate it if you love this to leave a five-star rating on my podcast or leave a review on my Facebook and YouTube channel. In closing, thank y'all again for watching. Thank you to Samuel Bellamy. Thank you to everybody who took the time out to do this. There's a million other things going on, and you decided to take time to watch this, and I do not take that for granted. But always remember that God is everything, and without him, we have nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. If a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that is real tough. See y'all next week on Friday. This week. Peace.